This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Muslim Backpacks. My go-to backpack, personally. Water-resistant, fits a number of outfits, clothing, etc. Laptop compartment, water bottle compartment. And it goes from shoulder strap backpack style to duffel bag style. Also, they got some really cool designs, my G. So get over to Muzzum, M-U-Z-M-M dot com. And enter promo code DJ SoFly at checkout for 20% off. That's DJ S-O-F-L-Y-Y at checkout for 20% off. M-U-Z-M-M dot com. Get on over there, bro. Whew. Fly Perspective Podcast. <laughs> Springtime. It's a great day out. Hope you guys doing good. Episode number 35. We gonna ride like this, man. I call this sunroof music. You feel me? Let's ride. Let's ride. What's wrong? What are you afraid of? The love below. She stays alone. Collecting vinyls back in the day. I say back in the day, but that was probably like the early 2000s. But um, yet I remember playing this joint. I was DJing at the skating rink called the Midwest Rec Center. Um, And I just remember it had a certain bounce and a certain cadence to that record, man. That was in 2003. I just had to look it up. But I remember it had a certain bounce, a certain cadence. And that that was on the album that um, Andre 3000 and Big Boy Outcast. They came out with a double album that was like one side was Big Boys, one side was Andre's, and it was called The Love Below and Speaker Box. And I just remember that joint having some bounce in that beat, and that beat was different, and the vibe was different. It was hard, man. Uh, that album also had Hey Ya on it. And uh, speaking of beats, man, I um, I actually. Uh, got back on the beats, man. Within these past like two weeks, man, I I was I was down and out, you know, for a while because it's like, man, my creative juices weren't flowing as far as making beats goes, and uh, I just said, fuck it, I'm gonna set up my beats uh, station, uh, which is my laptop and my keyboard with the beat machine, um, in my living room, and then I got my podcast room. So, you know, whenever I would feel the urge, I just jump up, run in the living room, start making some beats. And then do my thing. And then when I'm in the podcast room, I'm here talking to you motherfuckers. 
And, um, you know, it is what it is. But I definitely made, like, a good five within the past two weeks and some good slammers going on. And one thing I can say for sure, man, just speaking to anybody out there that's got some talents that they haven't tapped into yet or are afraid to tap into, tap into your talents, man. Don't let any talent go unused. You know what I'm saying? I don't care what it is. I mean, shit, if you can peel an orange with your, your rough-ass feet, you know, man, tap into your talents. You know what I'm saying? I know there's a lot of people that got talents they never use, and we get so caught up in working our 9 to 5 or so caught up in our everyday life. But like I told you guys before, this podcast stuff, for me personally, is therapy for one, and two, is something I wouldn't mind doing for free, as well as making beats. I've been making beats for years and also doing music things, and, you know, that's a story for you know, another time, but, you know, um, I find it a good release, man, doing something I like to do in my free time, so tap into your talents, man, if you don't get anything out of this episode today, I want to tell somebody to tap into your talents, now, last night, man, I must say, I went to bed at like 7 p.m., right, and I woke up at 7 this morning, so I got 12 hours of sleep, bro, like, my body was tired, was tired as hell, bro. However, I did get up and I seen a lot of people on social media talking about a surprise documentary that dropped uh, from Beyonce called Homecoming. And I'm gonna say this: I always knew Beyonce was the truth. Not saying like I'm an avid Beyonce fan to where I'm getting in the car and I'm turning on some Beyonce or I'm cleaning up the house, turning on Beyonce. Nah, but I always knew her music was fire. You know what I'm saying? Never had no problem with Beyonce. I went to see Beyonce. Uh, here in St. Louis a few years back, she did her thing, killed it with the dance moves. Um, so this documentary was about her performance at Coachella, a little bit behind the scenes and talking about how she prepared for, you know, after having the kids and blah, blah, blah. And I'm going to just say this, bro. I'm going to leave it right here. Beyonce cold as hell. All right. From the training, from her picking out how the dances were, from her picking out the stage, from her picking out, uh, everything, man, the breakdowns of the songs, Beyonce is cold. And in regards to this documentary she also has some narrative from Maya Angelou the late great Maya Angelou and um just talking about like culture and women and this and that man and it was it was dope it was dope to hear dope to see and um she had a quote man where she basically stated um instead of me pulling out my flower crown it was more important that I brought our in all caps culture to Coachella Basically saying, you know, the way she came up with this whole Coachella performance, man, she looked at black culture in colleges. So she had the band. She had the steppers. You know, the steppers are in the fraternities and the sororities. So she had the steppers. She had the dancers. And also she talked about this generation of people, like younger people, who maybe may get um, cast away because of their look or how they uh their hair is how they dress just the 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 uniqueness of them may get them cast away so she had people of uh just all different types of statues in there man and it was dope to see um how she was able to put that all together and um come out with a dope ass performance man so i'm gonna say hats off to beyonce like i said she's always been dope but hats off to beyonce uh, speaking of Beyonce, um, in that line, the Solange album came out not too long ago, and I've been trying to give it a try here and there, but I'm still I'm still liking the uh, the, the first uh, album or, or whatever album it was where it was I think it was called a seat at the table I believe or something like that, 
Uh, but this this last album, don't get me wrong, it's it's nice in its uniqueness, but it's a little too far fetched for me at the moment. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I find it like like how the Frank Ocean albums were. The first album of Frank Ocean, that Channel Orange, was the fucking truth. And then the second one, Blonde, I didn't really gel with that one too much. It had a few tracks on there that I would bump. But I didn't really gel with that sonically like I did that Channel Orange. But I mean, hey, artists are going to be artists. And it's great when you let artists do what they want to do and come out with their projects or or come with a team that can help pick out what direction to go to. But overall, two dope artists. You know, speaking of Frank Ocean, where the hell has he been at? You know, I wonder if he's stuck in that contract still. Because I know he came out with that blind and it was another album or something that he came out with. It was like a double project. But he had did that because... He had to satisfy a contract with whatever label he was with and that he wasn't uh, satisfied with at the time. And speaking of people not being satisfied with their uh, label contracts, you got Lil Uzi. Lil Uzi it came out not as long ago saying uh, he was going to not rap anymore, blah, 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 had problems with label. And uh, I'm not sure how truthful this is, but through the grapevine, they said Jay-Z was able to help Lil Uzi get out of that contract and get another contract with, of course, Rock Nation. So, um... That's dope. We'll see what happens. It was also in the rumor mill that Jay-Z set up a $15 million trust fund for Nipsey Hussle's kids, which I don't know how truthful that is. I haven't heard Hove or anybody else say that. However, uh, Peck Eyes, which is under um, uh, Jay-Z's team, and I want to say Lenny, ne- Lenny S., they also uh, like retweeted it and, or, or put it up on their Instagrams and stuff. So it was like, okay, well, maybe it's true. But... Um, you know, rest in peace, Nipsey Hussle, man. It still don't seem real. You know, still been bumping a lot of his old joints. And I think it was crazy that his funeral was free and they was giving out tickets. And then, of course, niggas got to do nigga shit, which is go online and try to sell the tickets for a price, you know, for you to attend the funeral. Or they got the programs from the funeral for free and people was putting on eBay and trying to sell them online. But, you know what I mean? Niggas going to do nigga shit, man. Uh Speaking of that, I went online because I was going to get some Nipsey Hustle merch and um, some vinyl because I do collect vinyl, uh, vinyl records. And they wanted like $350 for a Nipsey Hustle vinyl album online. I forget what site it was, but I was like, damn, you ought to be ashamed of yourself. You know, but, you know, of course, people are going to do what they got to do to try to capitalize off of some type of tragedy. So it is April 17th. And if you haven't, uh, your taxes were due filing and all that such on april 15th and so man um i, I filed mine uh and i'd be i'd be man i'd be really hopeful and wishful about getting a refund but i don't ever get a refund back bro i probably say i might get a couple hundred back from the the uh, what is it the state sometimes but shit the past couple years i owe they ass and i owe they ass because i live in the city and i was working in the county and there was some type of tax um, law or whatever. When you live in a city, work in a county, and some extra taxes supposed to be taken out your check. Long story short, the, the people downtown told me that my job was supposed to take an extra 1% out of my check for the tax or whatever. They didn't, and then I end up owing whatever. So, this year, I ended up owing federal. And I don't know how. I really don't. Um, I look at the amount of money that comes out of my check in taxes from last year, and it's a pretty large amount of money. And I'm just like, well, how do I owe y'all another $450? And then on the other hand, 
I got a homeboy called me and was like, man, I'm getting six racks back. I'm like, six racks? Like, how are you getting six racks, bro? bro? And I, oh. And they taking a fat chunk of my money out of my text. <laughs> you know, don't let me work no overtime, man. They taking more than more. It's like, damn. You know, but hey, you got to pay them taxes because they're going to get theirs regardless, man. They, they'll tap into your check, garnish your shit. You know, it's crazy. It really is. And I, I never understood. I never understood, even like with property taxes, how you can own a house or you can own a car and then they can tax you on the amount or, or what it's worth every year. And if you don't pay that, you know, that couple hundred dollars or whatever, they just add it on and keep adding. And then eventually they can come and take your property and sell it for the amount of taxes owed. Like I remember, like, you know, my grandma, she has properties and stuff. And, you know, she would she's always telling me, don't you ever do this, do that. And one of the only thing, you know, one of the other things she always said is always pay the taxes because, She's known plenty of people to pass away and, you know, they passed away, left a house or something to um, a family member or their kids. And then it gets taken away because of you owe the property tax on it and, and so-and-so isn't paying the property tax. And it just added up. Like, it's a list of houses, man, like foreclosed houses and stuff where um, basically they're getting sold for the amount of property taxes owed because then nobody paid the property tax on it. Which is crazy if you lose it for that, man. Like, if you got a house that you paid forty, fifty thousand 50000 for in the city, you know, and you lose it for $3,000, $4,000? I mean, man. On another broad spectrum of things with the taxes, you know, I forget what the actual number was, but it was saying your average middle class family uh, or person that's making you know, forty, fifty thousand dollars a year doesn't even have, you know, five hundred dollars on hand for in case some emergency comes up. So then you think take it a step further, they also responsible for, you know, property taxes. Well at least in the state of Missouri. It's a rip off, man. I don't understand it at all. I really don't. I really don't. But hopefully you got your taxes. Hopefully y'all was able to get some money back because I didn't. Shit, I thought I was going to be able to buy me a, a t-shirt or a box of Boston baked beans or something with my refund, but I ain't getting no refund. Oh, and keep your receipts too when it comes to that property taxes. I don't know if you've been listening or if you heard the episode where I was ranting about uh, how I was trying to get my, my license plates on my car renewed and the, and the people downtown were telling me I owed back from like five years of property tax on a car that I didn't even have anymore. Come to find out, I had paid it because I had the receipts. Had to take the receipts back downtown. And they was like, damn, you did pay this. Then they going to tell me, well, that's why we tell y'all to keep y'all receipts up to seven years or six years. Like, man, whatever. So keep your receipts, man. Because they be trying to act like they ain't got your money. And they be trying to want that same amount of money again, bro. Since I've changed shifts with my job and I'm like free more, you know. Um, I turned on the TV the other day, man, and I seen the guys from Jersey Shore on there. Which this is pretty irrelevant because I never really watched Jersey Shore, never really cared to see that shit anyway. But I was looking, I'm thinking like, damn, why they old asses got a new show? And it was like a show about, I guess them fi- trying to find love or whatever the case. But I'm like, man, bro, them dudes didn't had a long run, and I can hate because I'm gonna hate, you know, I'm like, somebody gotta hate, so I'm gonna hate. Long ass run made a lot of money, and they back on. And I thought about it, and I was thinking like, man. 
one of the first reality shows I ever seen, I'll probably say in 2000, probably two, three. No, 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 no. Take it back. Because I was in high school in 2000, 2003. I was out of high school. So I'll probably say probably like 2007. Me and my boy Tori, we used to go to the flea market, right? And we came across these DVDs called Crackheads Gone Wild. Bruh, I swear. None of this stuff exists to this day online. I, I've looked for them. I, I'm, I'm mad. I don't even have them DVDs no more, bruh. The shit was called Crackheads Gone Wild, bruh. And they would, like, be in different cities and whatever the hell. And they'd be interviewing the crackheads, man. And there would be, like, all kind of crazy shit you would see on there with these crackheads. And that was the first reality show I had ever seen in my life. Now... Fast forward, you got everything pretty much is a reality show. Everything is a reality show, you know? And I see it's evolving more because even with the with the reality shows now, you can kind of tell, like, all right, this is a little scripted or something, or this blah, 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 or it's fake or whatever. You can tell. But not a real reality show, bro, is social media. You can see somebody go live on Instagram or Facebook and be talking about some crazy shit or whatever, looking at posts, looking at dumb shit. The thing I love to do, man, if you have a trip, go on your social media. If you up late at night on like a Friday or a Saturday night when people ain't got to work and they out getting fucked up, man, go on Instagram or Facebook and just look at the post or Snapchat is the, the best. Man, Snapchat, people be doing all kind of crazy ass shit when they fucked up and go online, bro. And, you, and then they'll hear up and delete it, or they know it delete in twenty four hours. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so that be that's the best. I didn't see a lot of crazy stuff, man. A lot of crazy stuff. But this past week or so, the funniest thing I saw was man, and and to it, to this day, Boosie, Boosie's live are always off the chain. When he go live on Instagram, I've seen this dude make girls strip over live. Like you know how you can go live and connect with somebody else on another live that's in another area. He making girls strip on live in front of everybody. He talking crazy. He going off on motherfuckers. The funniest shit I just seen was he was on live, and he was going off on the fans on live because his album that he just came out with only sold 300 copies. (laughs) Bruh, his album only sold 300 copies when it came out, and he was mad as hell. I will say, number one, the only reason I knew the album came out, because I was bored one day at work, and I was just looking through title, looking at the new items, and I seen Boosie, it came out, you know, with something, new album, so I was like, alright, let me check it out, and it was garbage to me, I'm sorry, it was garbage, it maybe like two or three tracks on there, he got a track on there called Lucifer that's pretty hard, where he's talking to like demons and devils within his mind, stuff like that, but other than that, the garbage, garbage, uh, what else, um, I really ain't messed with Boosie since he got out of jail, man, honestly. His music ain't really been fired since he got out of jail. I will say that, you know. But, I mean, Boosie's still a legend, but we just missed that old Boosie. Or at least I do. And, uh, shit, man, old Webby, too. I mean, we all know Webby done went through some shit. He been on that water or that dog food or something. I don't know what kind of drug he on, but we all know Webby was on something, man. He been tripping, tripping hard. You can look on YouTube, his videos of him in Walmart tripping out like a dope fiend. You know what I'm saying? But, uh, yeah, we missed that old Boosie and that old Webby. Speaking of reality, you know, social media is able to deliver us 
like with stuff instantly from celebrities. And that was another thing that raised my antennas too. Like I remember when celebrities were celebrities and my idea of a celebrity was when I was younger, it was somebody that was like untouchable or you, you know, they were kind of like mystic in a way because you would only see them in music videos or interviews. You didn't know anything about them personally. And now it's like social media has provided us with like a, a, a all around access of celebrities, so you you can know where they eating at, you can know what kind of cars they driving, what their house looking like, what what it look like inside of their house, what their daily routines and workouts like. It's like they celebrities, but it's like we can almost touch them. It's also too like you know now you can comment on a celebrity's page or something, and you might fuck around and get a reply back. You know, it's like the 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 level of celebrity has kind of lessened, sort of say, because of so, what well, cheapened. Yeah, that's a good word. It's cheapened, so to say, because, um, you know, social media is providing us with that access. And when it comes to that access, even with beef, social media, man, as soon as artists start beefing with each other, they go to social media and they go back and forth and they be crazy. Then it's on every platform. Everybody's talking about it, about whatever. Now, the latest that has, you know, Open my eyes about the beef, which is kind of ironic and crazy at the same time. You know, uh, after Nipsey Hussle passed, uh, Kodak Black made a remark about Lauren London. He said someone on the lines of like, you know, I'm going to give a year or so to, to grieve and, and do all that crying and shit. And then it's his turn or something like that. Basically saying he was going to try to holler at him. You know, and uh, I mean, I know the dude was trying to be funny or whatever. Or whatever. I mean... Kodak be tripping just in general, but, um, yeah, <laughs> it wasn't the right time to do that, man, and it wasn't, especially with all the people grieving, all the fans up in arms about it, a lot of people spoke out about it, including the game, Tank, and T.I., and T.I. went kind of hard, he went pretty hard, and, um, and Kodak Black fired back, man, and he basically let him know, like, man, I ain't scared, like, I don't care what you got to say. Blah, 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 X, Y, Z. Basically on some you can kiss my ass type shit. He went even further to call T.I.'s sons fags and called his wife Tiny Ugly. Then he drops this diss song called Expeditiously towards T.I. And I ain't gonna lie, player, it got that bounce. Kodak came kind of hard on this joint. It definitely got that bounce. You heard it here first, Fly Perspective Podcast. True story ain't no line. Wise man to play a fool, but a fool can't play wise. Let you judge me by my cover so you can't read between my lines. My street poet, poetical G. Y'all need me, believe me. They ain't know that I was intellectual. Trying to change your life, but they won't let you. I'm in Detroit right now. I'm just hollering at my nigga Will. I was hollering at my boy, he say he feel like he gon' die soon Had to pray for him because he needed more than I do How can I tell my people that's exactly the way I feel When I know that I'm blessed, so I don't give a bitch that I deal Running from the jakes, I will post it up with a nine mil Got me jumping gates, I got credit cards in my high heels All my niggas fake, they shit kept coming out like diarrhea Psycho on my line, I'ma pick him up, he in Liberia Wigs, he just whipped up a Britain, he ain't put no noodles in it Told him I just caught me Fish, so I'm putting no tune in it. They know that I'm baptized in blood. I let my soul sing it. 
Run around wildin', I'm childish, I ain't got no home training. Talking to my little boy, I promise won't let them boys kill me. Looking at my little boy like father, don't let them boys steal me. Nigga tried to trap me, I saw it, they say that boy slippery. Niggas tried to trap me, I saw it, they say that boy slippery. Young niggas stickin' to the cold, cause I don't condone snitching. I ain't going out like that rapper, I don't do no tipping. Willie said my name on the TV, that boy a ball witness. On the news, CTIP me, that boy got no feeling. Super put the pole on the butter, they say the game's strippin'. Old heads ain't hitting no nothing, I say them boys kidding. I want all the smoke out the stove, but I don't even roll feelings. How the hell you calling me out when you know I don't listen? How you try put me in timeout when I ain't real boy chillin'? Niggas waiting on for me to fall out just like that boy Gilly. Say they ride for me to the wheel, fall off, I be like, oh really? How you tell me what came out my mouth, you don't even know this? Tiny that bitch ugly as hell. I don't even want pick it. I can't beat you niggas that talk and give me a long sentence. Know I keep the pole and I ain't no hoe. I know some rolling sisters. Ain't I'm thugging all on my lonely, but I keep some zoes with me. How the hell you cancel a nigga? And I don't even smoke tobacco. Mute me when I voice my opinion. And I ain't even know what matter. Jump right on my live and record me. Everything I say be platinum. Special kind of nigga, they know me. They want my name slammed. Special kind of nigga, they know me. They want my name slammed. My head right on the swivel. I'm focused. They want my brain slammed. How the hell you cancel a nigga? Now I don't even smoke tobacco. Mute been when I voice my opinion, I ain't even know it matter. So I guess we'll see, um, you know, what Ti's response is, or if he has a response, or what comes of this. I mean, of course, beef is beef, but we, of course we don't want any, uh, you know, nobody to get hurt in it, man. I like the, I like the, uh, the battle rap beef. I like the fashion of hearing two artists go back and forth and. Seeing who's the best, who wins the you know the, the battle. Um, I don't know if you remember or if you even heard, but right after Kodak Black said all that stuff, they were talking about muting him. And a radio station in California said they weren't going to play any more Kodak Black records. And uh, also, Ti, the uh, the Trap Museum that Ti started took down Kodak Black's um, section in the museum. So hey, I guess they're trying to go hard on Kodak Black and boycott him. Um, yeah, wrong thing for him to say as far as goes to Lauren London, but, you know, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Now, recently, within this past week or so, I asked uh, social media on my Instagram, at DJ S-O-F-L-Y-Y. I asked a question. I said, you know, what's the first thing that comes to your mind when one person blows up your notifications with, like, likes and comments? And the reviews were funny as hell, man. Some people said they liked it. They liked it for the love, which... Every time I see notifications, I think, you know, it's love. They showing love or they shooting a shot. Other people were saying, I saw, one girl says she blocked them as soon as they do. I'm like, why are you blocking people? Somebody else said, oh, somebody that's thirsty. Um, another person said uh, they felt like their nudes got leaked. <laughs> you know, funny ass shit like that. Speaking of nudes got leaked, I, um, uh, App, uh, was it not Apple? Uh, April Fool's. Came and uh, I sent a text out and it was like, "Hey, did you mean to put nudes on your on your timeline?" <laughs> and then it, when they opened up the text, it was like April Fool's Day. But everybody in my phone I sent it to was like, "Oh shit!" Like they's like they heart dropped and shit like that. And it's like, "Ah, oh, you nasty motherfuckers." Anyway, um, the reviews came back at that, and it's like, fellas, I guess if you're trying to shoot your shot with a chick and you blowing up her uh, notifications, I guess that ain't the, t- the way to do it no more. The type to do it because. Chicks ain't really here for the notifications getting blown up no more. They, I don't know. I mean, 
you got on one hand women that hate when guys inbox them, and then now on the other hand you got when women hate when their notifications get blown up. So how do you shoot your shot? I'm gonna ask you guys that question. How do you like getting your notifications blown up, or how do you shoot your shot? What's the correct way to shoot your shot, and do you shoot your shot? So send that in to tfpfeedback at gmail.com. While I'm at it, let me check the email. I had a few um, emails from people. It was two in particular that I definitely wanted to read that I thought were pretty dope. Uh, Let's see, where is it? Caroline, Caroline. Okay, all right. This first one is from Casey. And Casey says, hey, shout out to the podcast. I listen to it all the time. It gets me through my days at work. I also like how you talk about drinking and your experience with drinking and getting too drunk. I have also been dealing with that lately. I haven't told anyone this, but I recently wrecked my car after being out drinking with my friends. Totaled my car. Insurance will cover the other person's car and I'm thankful to be alive. Definitely a wake-up call. God bless. Damn. Um, well, hey, Casey, I'm sorry you wrecked your car. Um, and I guess it's totaled. You know, but I mean, hey, you can definitely bounce back from that. Also, you know, maybe that is your wake-up call to just be more aware of how much you're drinking. Or if you need to tell somebody to drive you you know what i'm saying or take you home or you can't drive man um damn that's unfortunate man because we need our cars for everyday life man but i'm thankful that your life was spared like you could have you know things could have been worse you could have died and uh, luckily you had insurance you were able to you know pay for the other person's car but man yeah that drinking can definitely do it um hey i'll talk about personally man i don't it's been a few times man um I don't even remember making it home. I don't even remember how I drove home. You know what I'm saying? There's been at least two times I can remember where I had to go outside to the garage and look at my car to even see, like, hey, did I mess my car up or something? You know, because I didn't remember driving home because I was that drunk. You know, and we got to be aware of that, man. We, you know, that drinking, it ain't no joke, man. That drinking can take over you, bro. You know what I'm saying? And, you, I, and I'm guessing your brain probably worked like mine in a sense that once you start drinking, you don't want to quit sometimes. Speaking of that, man, I've been cool, man. I've been I've been good. I've been limiting my alcohol intake. I've been definitely um, on the low end for real, man. I had a what, what a tall can a few days ago. You know, ain't nothing like a cold tall can on a summer day. Um, what else? Yeah, man, it's been a uh, hey. What about three? Yeah, about three weeks now since I've been drunk or like hella tipsy. You know what I'm saying? Hey, that's an accomplishment for me. You know what I'm saying? Um, also, another accomplishment is them dark arts. My eyes have been real dry lately. You know, and I don't wear contacts and none of that. I think it's because I haven't been looking at that porn. And my eyes been real dry. But, uh, yeah, I'm sorry you had to go through that. But, hey, now I, I think, you know, that's a wake-up call for you to be more aware. You know what I'm saying? That other one was in my Instagram, but I can't find it. Scrolling through them DMs. But another thing I've been watching, catching up on, is this show called The Act. Uh, and I'm watching it on Hulu. I'm not sure exactly what station it comes on. You can look it up. But it's about this girl 
who grew up and her mother was telling her that she had all these different health defects and she was crippled in a wheelchair, uh, paraplegic, cerebral palsy, all kind of, you know, shit, man. And lying to the girl about her age, you know, had certain procedures done on the girl when there was nothing wrong with the girl. Um, yeah, so that's pretty dope. And, uh, it's based on a true story too. the actual girl who, um, was in the documentary that it's about is, um, you know, she killed her mother or they're trying to figure out what's going on with the killing of her mother. So she's been talking to Dr. Phil lately, man. I would say definitely check that out. The act. It's some crazy shit. I don't want to do no spoiler alerts, but definitely check that out in your free time. Let's see what else. Oh, another thing I always see frequently on my social media is about dating. Um, and the amount that you want to spend on a date or what's the right amount or what's too much or what's not enough. And I'm going to say this and I'm going to leave it right the fuck here. Fellas, you can lose a lot of money chasing women, but you will never lose a woman chasing money. Okay? And that amount is at your discretion of... Your lifestyle or what you feel like doing or how you feel like you want to impress the woman. You can't let nobody tell you what amount is too much or too little. Um, especially not the woman because, I mean, in my 30 years, soon to be 31 years, um, psh, man. No, I can't say 31 years. I wasn't dating women at 31 for a whole 31 years. I've been dating women probably since I was like 14 or some shit. Anyway... You can't lead it up to the woman, man, because women leave your ass broke. I done met plenty of them, man. Plenty of them women that want something, that want you to do this, that, and the third. And then you, you fuck around and do it, or you're trying to impress them, and then they pop up with a guy that looks like he got hep C, or that wingworm around his mouth, or some shit, and he don't have a car. <laughs> Meanwhile, you was doing all the nice shit for her, and you find out that she wants a nigga that don't treat her like shit. So, you can't leave that up to women, man. Uh, also, just be cognizant on the fact that sometimes women just want you for a good time. And don't think too much in it. Don't think because you're putting in work, taking a woman out and showing her a nice time and being a gentleman and listening to her. That, you know, you're going to eventually end up dating her or having a relationship with her. Because it don't happen like that. I remember a time, man, I was dating a girl for about a year, bruh, on some cool shit. We it was interested in each other, blah, 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 right? And about a year we were dating. One day she hits me up and she says, uh, hey, I want to uh, go do some hookah. You down? And I was like, yeah, I'm down. But at this moment, I was a little low on cash because I had some shit going on. So, hey, I kept it G. I hit her up and I hit her back and I said, yo... But would you mind footing the bill on this one because I'm a little low at the moment. Now, mind you, the past year we've been dating, you know, not saying we was going out on dates every week for a year, but we had been, you know, kicking it for like a year span, talking and chatting, all that shit going out, nigga cashing out, etc. She hits back and she was like, oh, okay, well, I can catch you some other time. And I'm like, damn, nigga, I ain't worth a hookah and a beer. You know what I'm saying? Like. <laughs> Like, damn. And it reflected back on it. She never opened up her wallet anytime or grabbed her wallet. Like, hey, can I pay for this? Or Nah, man. I, I got a few stories like that where I can go on where women just wanted to have a good time. 
But you got to recognize that and not ignore those cues. Another time, man, I was dating this chick, you know, and and I liked her a lot. She liked me, whatever. And our birthday came up. We went to this really expensive restaurant, right? And she got mad because a nigga didn't bring a card to the restaurant or a gift. And I'm going to say this. My family isn't big on birthday gifts, cards, all that extra shit, birthdays, none of that shit, right? So in my mind, I'm thinking, well, hey, I'm paying for this dinner. You know, whatever, a card. You ain't even finna look at this card every day. What I'm giving you a birthday card for? Right. So she got mad because I didn't get her a birthday card. A birthday card. Not to mention that the dinner was 200 and some dollars at this really expensive, like, fish spot. Also, I remember a time I had some fraud on my debit card, and I was waiting to get that processed. And um, a chick hit me up and was like, hey, you want to do lunch? And I'm like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's cool. Blah, 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 blah. She picking out the spot, this, this, and that. And I'm like, well, yo, um, again, I'm keeping it all the way funky because I don't, I don't live with loose ends. So I'm like, yo, do you mind carrying the, the bill for this one? I got some fraud on my account, and um, waiting for that to get processed. She hit me back and was like, seriously? Question mark. And I'm thinking in my head, like, well, bro, you hit me up. You know. You have to think about it. There are certain rules that say, like, if the woman initiates, there could be a toss-up basically saying, like, okay, well, she's going to pay for it. Or, you know, y'all can go half or whatever. But if the man initiates, then he's always going to foot the bill. So now you got to think about, fellas, even if a woman initiates doing something or wanting to go somewhere, you already have to have it in your mind that, hey, I got to pay for it. And of course, there's some motherfuckers out there that's listening that's going to be like, well, a man is always supposed to pay for a woman. and a man, Nah, man, get out of here with that shit. Because at the end of the day, man, we all working hard. And we all ain't balling. We all ain't millionaires. So why am I going to sit back and I'm footing the bill for every date, every this, every that, and then a woman just sit back enjoying and doing whatever she want to do with her money? I got to be smart with my own money, too. Especially when women be out to have a good time. I'm just being real. I've even seen statuses that say from women like when they get married, they not footing the bill for nothing. They not going half on the rent, half on nothing with nothing. The man that they going to marry is going to pay for everything. What? Unless you about to marry a millionaire, you know you about to get one. I don't know no man that want no woman that ain't finna pay for nothing, that ain't finna help a nigga out. Because if you with me and we get married because I'm footing the bill for everything, what happens in the event I fall on hard times, ma? Do you leave me because I don't have the money at the moment or do you stick it out with a player? It'd be a lot of, you know, messages online, man, from women that just be on some selfish shit. Just not realistically, you know what I mean? Like, be realistic at the end of the day. And I remember, man... And this might have impacted the way I think to this day. I was dating a chick. Man, I might have been... Fuck. I was probably like 20. 19, 20. Maybe 21. 
And I was dating a chick. Her mama was the queen of finessing niggas, bro. Her mama was the queen finesser of these niggas, bro. I remember me and her mama was talking one time, and she was telling me how she married the dude she was with at the time because he was working for this big corporation or whatever. He had got injured on a job, and dude was supposed to get, like, all this money back from his injury. That's the only reason she married his ass. And then she got a divorce from that nigga while me and old girl was talking, and her mama ended up marrying, like, an old white dude that had that paper. You hear me? Paper, right? Moved her and all the family down somewhere out of town to a nice-ass crib or whatever, whatever. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And it was like, bro, like, man, women be straight out for the finesse game, bro. Straight finesse game. And I'll probably say that's probably why I am like this to this day. Because of that conversation I had with that young lady's mother at 19 or 20 years old. And I'm like, bro, I'm not finna be just... Open, nose wide open cashing out with these women, bro. I can't do it, man. Especially if shit. If tax time come, I owe taxes. I can't call on you to uh, help a nigga out with my taxes because I done spent all my money taking your ass out. <laughs> and you over there holding your money and going shopping. You know what I'm saying? Like, nah, man. Uh, speaking of that, man, I don't know, bro. Dating scene is just whack, bro. You know, uh, I don't know, bro. I was talking to God the other day. I'm like, man, hey, am I supposed to be a thought for the rest of my life, bro? Because, I mean, hey, you ain't brought nothing my way that I'm I'm holding on to. You know what I'm saying? That's, or that's holding on to me. You know, either I didn't walk out on them or they didn't walk out on me, bro. You know, God, do you want me to be a thought? <laughs> but that's going to wrap it up for this episode 35 for the Fly Respective Podcast. Any questions, comments, concerns? TFP feedback at gmail.com. That's TFP feedback at gmail.com. Also at DJ SoFly on Instagram. Please rate on uh what the fuck is it? oh on iTunes or Apple Podcasts on SoundCloud. You know, show the love, man. Get the word out, tell a friend to tell a friend. And uh this week, song of the week, I got Being Bianca, song called Destined for Greatness. Fly respect the podcast. Put my all in every session. Only L I take is to the face. I learned the lessons, had to move back out to Texas. Cause in AZ, I learned my fucking lesson. Not to fuck with none of these sneaky bitches. Won't clap when you get your blessings. Ain't that selfish? These bitches ain't my friends. Wanna see me doing good, never better than them. This ain't supposed to be no competition. If you ain't got it, then I got it. How it's supposed to go if you my nigga? You ain't a ride or die type to jump out if I start to bust this pistol. But I ain't even worried. OTF shooting like Curry. Too much smoke, my bitch.
Hanley on up to Beverly Hills. Trying to take them splurging, had no words, but don't know how that feels. Red Rose, Rory, and a revolver smoking daffodils. So I'ma keep going so hard, I put my trust in God. And keep shitting on you pussies, you don't wanna see me ball. Don't need you fakes, pretending like you my friends. You ain't with me right now, but I won't be with me in the end. Cause I'm destined for greatness, making it out for real. Back chasing elevating, I promise to get a meal.